Episode 218 of the Bev and James I will show how to have your best lived experience. Alrighty, team, welcome along to episode 218 of the Biv and James Isles Show podcast, your fortnight podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime love of exercise so you can get all the benefits that come alongside it. Where do I start with today's show? Today's show is a Bevan show and I've got two key concepts I want to kind of dig into today. Uh, one is a bit touching home right now for me uh, and one is just a concept I've been working, I've been working with one of my clients with recently and I kind of just thought, uh, yeah, there's, there's something in this that I can share with you guys in the main gist of today's show. Actually, I do want to share just another quick experience I had recently with... Um, one of my clients, so one of my clients I did that really hard conversation with recently. So I've got a client who's this very, very successful woman. We've been working together for probably about oh, a few years now. When it comes to my one-on-one kind of mentoring work, it tends to be that I tend to have people who, uh, I have some people who just want to solve one problem and they'll come and jump in for a short period of time, kind of get on top of that problem and they move on. And then I have people who I've worked with for years and it's kind of this kind of continual evolution. And, and when I first start working with people, it's often I see them a lot early on and then if the person has achieved the growth they desire, they'll move on. Or some people we would kind of just move out to kind of maybe like a monthly catch up or, or even further. And this person someone I kind of catch up with probably once every month or two and been working together and I've grown so much so when we first started working together they had one area of life they were killing it in their career and and, they, and they're good friends so they probably had two areas of life that they're doing really well and and then there are lots of other areas of life they needed to work on uh, terrible financial position uh, lots of personal stuff they needed to work through uh, had a big weight issue so um like you know 150 kg plus kind of stuff um and so we've been working on this person for a long time and there's been this evolution in so many areas and they've just they've just grown into this really strong person this amazing person who's just uh oh it's it's hard to put words to this 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 growth this person's had and 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 when i talk about growth is like you know like money they were terrible with money and now they're just an absolute rock star of money and are killing it with money so there's kind of this practical side where we look at some of the practical things i've grown in but also just a sense of um understanding of self understanding how to know to be self and understanding how to manage yourself in a way that's really healthy for them in the evolution of them in their life and and to me that's ultimately the outcome of any work I do with somebody sure there is the kind of you know the practical things like I want you to be better with money or I want you to get healthier and fitter in your actions but but ultimately it's that for you to grow this kind of inner confidence that I know how to manage my life well and this person has just done a great job of this but there was always a bit of an elephant in the room because the weight loss journey had never really happened. And they, they, they had moments, and, and we would kind of address this, and this was probably the one area where uh, we, didn't, we, we worked on it, but we never really nailed. And uh, about six months ago, I had a conversation with this person, and because this person is of a weight, you know, I, I don't know exactly, but let's just say it's like 150 kg, it's, it's, it's a big problem. Big problem. Um, and I had been 
suggesting the weight loss surgery. Well, we talked, I don't know, we talked about the weight loss surgery and I've, and I've had other clients who have had the weight loss surgery and it's it's a really good option. You know, these people have done this and it's it works and it's, what's, what, what's been interesting in some of the clients I've worked with who have had the weight loss surgery is it's amazing what they discover they needed to work on within themselves once weight becomes less of a problem. So it's a really interesting journey. And so I, I kind of just said that maybe that's at least something that she should be exploring. And we talked about this maybe eight or nine months ago. And this person, the client I'm talking about right now, just didn't feel comfortable with it. And I get it. You know, like it's it's a big thing and, and they were worried about the restrictions of life after the fact. Because if you do have the weight loss surgery, your life is restricted a lot, especially around like nutrition. Uh, I think eventually it gets to some kind of normality, but, you know, there's always going to be limits because you are, you know, doing an extreme thing to your body to help you get to a healthier place. And this client was kind of umming and ahhing about it. And, and then one day as a, as a mentor, I knew I needed to say the hard thing and so in one of our catch-ups I said to my client if you don't do something now you're going to die at a very young age now this person's probably probably around 40 um you don't see people of that size living to a long long life and 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 it's really important as I say this because it's quite an extreme thing to say to somebody to actually turn around and say to somebody um, you're going to die unless you change. And but, but the thing that you guys need to hear is I came from care and love. So it wasn't like I just say through the center and just kind of, you know, there you go. No, I, I, I came with love and I came with caring and, and it came from a place of this needs to be said because we've talked about trying to create changes and we've tried and nothing's really helped. helped. Nothing's actually got you to the point where – you, you've made the change you need to make because if you stay on this path you are going to have a shorter life because people who are 150 kg plus they, they, they just don't live too long you know like you, unfortunately the body's just not designed to be like that for that period of time um, and you could see when I told her this it really hurt her hard and uh you know when you say something that's quite impactful upon somebody and you kind of, you can just see, you know, and I kind of said it and, and there's this kind of silence and there's this, geez, it was just one of those moments. And afterwards, I got an email from her and, and she said how, thank you for telling me that um, because it's kind of what I needed to hear, that I needed to actually hear that because I know I needed to make change and so in this moment she did start to go to book in to see a surgeon around the, the, the process of getting the, the weight loss operation happening and so on uh, but it, she still wasn't comfortable with it it was still something that she was not that comfortable with doing and I get it you know like and, and my job in this role wasn't to tell her to get weight loss surgery my job in this role was to help her get to the area of change she needed to crack now the weight loss surgery you know the thing about the weight loss surgery is it's it's probably the most easiest guaranteed way of doing it but it is very extreme you know it's, it's an easy you know way to do it but it's very extreme and so I you know that that was kind of like to me in my mind if I was in her shoes I probably would have gone you know what maybe I'll do that because it's the easiest way but for her and, and and again my job's not to tell her what to do my job's just to make her help her make a change and so uh she came back to me she said Bev I'm not comfortable with it but I want to try really hard to see if I can just do this but with this new perspective in place I now know that I actually really need to change. 
Now that conversation happened, I think, in February when we caught up yesterday or, or last week. Um, that conversation happened in February. Since February, this, she's lost twenty kgs, and she's lost twenty kgs doing it right. Like she hasn't gone on an extreme diet. She she was talking to me about how actually she hasn't even gone on a diet. She's just done things like planning, prioritizing health, losing bad behaviors. She was to give me an example this week of how um, she travels a lot for work. She's got a really important job and she travels a lot for work. And when you travel, you get food allowance. And she was saying how in the past you get a food allowance and she just think this is a reason to indulge. You know, like they give me $50 for a meal. I'm going down to the supermarket and I'm going to buy all this junk food and go absolutely crazy. Whereas now when she gets that magic money because she goes straight to the supermarket when she arrives where she's going to arrive and buys healthy choices around food. And then she's prioritized bringing exercise into her life. And, and what's happened is She's become a person who's made the major shifts in her behaviours, but also has made a major shift in what she prioritises in her life. Because now she's prioritising health and fitness first. And so when she wakes up, and when she goes away, when any action she does, she kind of goes to herself, how do I maintain healthy choices today? And what's really cool about the way she's done this, because she hasn't done it extremely, like she hasn't gone on some crazy diet where, you know, you've got to starve yourself. She really, she, she hasn't restricted any food. And she, she said, I still get to have a burger once a week because I love my burgers. She still gets to have a burger. So she's, what she's learned is she's learned that A, prioritizing health and making sure that's at the forefront of all her decisions. B, learning how to plan wisely. C, to allow some freedom within it. And B, D, well, I don't know what I'm up to, is to be consistent with it that she can achieve the change that she desires. And and it's absolutely massive. Like, And what's really cool, because we caught up the, last week, and, and what's really cool, and, and I'm actually going to put up, when I have a session with someone, I do I give them homework, because <laughs> I'm kind of like a school teacher. And because when you do one-on-one stuff, what you can do is you can, you can get to that place where... Uh, the one-on-one time is really great like the time we spend together is really valuable but really the work happens after that session so I always kind of give these people homework but I kind of gave this person some notes after the session and I said there's four reasons you've done so well and things we want to reinforce first you've become a great self-manager in many areas of your life now one thing I'm big on is how do you manage yourself in this area so like for example if you're thinking of yourself right now how do you manage yourself around your nutrition choices? Are you good at it? Like, I, I, th- I think I'm a good self-manager on my nutrition choices. I've got, you know, I've got moments where I have a little bit of indulgence, but generally speaking, 90% of the time, I know how to manage my food choices really well. How are you managing your exercise? How are you managing your sleep? How are you managing, and, and instead of saying I'm good or bad, just look at yourself as a manager of that area, then that helps you to see it's more of a skill you're developing. And this client of mine has just become a really great self-manager of the many areas that she needed to do to create change. Secondly, and this is a really important one, they've become really good at developing strategies that help them overcome the hurdles they face. So I'll say that again because it's really important. So the second note I gave to them was, I wrote here, you have, a wise, you have developed a wise ability to develop strategies that help you overcome the hurdles you have to face. So for example, going away, that, that example of when she went away, she'd get a $50 food budget for each meal and 
she'd go cray-cray in the past. So what she did is she saw that there was a problem she needed to overcome. And what did she do? Well, she saw this hurdle and she developed a wise strategy. The wise strategy was wherever I arrive, the first thing I do is I go to the supermarket and plan out my nutrition choices that will make sure I'm healthy and within the limits I know I need to stay within. That's a wise, a wise strategy for the hurdles you face. And the thing about this person is, and it just isn't in this area, that that what they're getting really great at doing is seeing these hurdles in front of them. And then what they're doing is going, okay, well, here's this hurdle. What's my strategy? And because they're getting so good at developing these strategies, they're just winning, that's flying over those hurdles every time they face them. The third point I put here, and this is really important, because you're being consistent, now consistent in the behaviours that created the change that's gotten to this point, you are building an inner trust which helps you to see how you see your future. And this is a really important thing around this, this person here because often people who do extreme weight loss journeys, so it's those real extreme journeys where you've, you've basically got to go starve yourself, you've got to go on some extreme diet and stuff. The problem with those journeys are they don't tend to work because they're not sustainable for the long term. And they're not sustainable for long term because that's just so extreme. But also they're not sustainable for long term because deep down the person knows within themselves, I can't do this forever. You know, like when you're doing some kind of diet, which is basically like a starvation or, or a real limit, you know, where you can't eat, you can only eat three things, which means when you go out socially, you kind of don't go out socially. So you deep down while you're doing it, you're going, yeah, I'm achieving what I achieve, but I can't do this forever. Whereas this client of mine her strategy, and as I said, there's no diet she's doing. She's not eating paleo, she's not on Weight Watchers, she's, she's, just, she's just making choices around food based on a little bit less healthy food choices with a little bit of indulgence. And what's happened is because this is achievable and realistic, she looks to tomorrow and she goes, well, I can do that. So there's no fear of, what if I, I can't maintain this? This is just too hard. And even though I'm doing right, really good right now, I know I'm going to trip up in the future because I just can't maintain this forever. And so what's really cool, and this is what's really cool about this person is, you know, we were talking about, you know, because when you've got, a, you know, when you're like, like somewhere over 150 kg, I don't know exactly where it is, and I don't even know that's the right number, but when you've got a big weight loss journey in front of you, you know, we were talking about it, she's probably still got another 18 months to two years in front of her to get to a weight, you know, I think in her mind, somewhere around 80 kg would be the ultimate, you know, so that, you know, realistically, she's probably got another 50 kg, which is, you know, realistically, probably somewhere around that two year, 18 month mark to go. So there's a long time in front of her. Now, if you think, oh my God, this is so hard, I can't do this. That's a long time in that place. But because she's been consistent and she's building it, inner trust which helps her see that she can get there in the future and that was what was really cool talking to this person because they they just expressed it in a way that I know I can stay on this path I, I and that's their inner trust I trust I can stay on this path and that's a really important thing to think about and then the next area that we I kind of reinforce is you're learning what you need to prioritize your health being an example of this and I've kind of already talked about this but their health is now what they wake up and they think, this is important to me, how do I make sure I put it first in my day? Whereas in the past, and this person did do some exercise, but really the health wasn't important enough. And now 
their health is a priority in their life. And this massively influences how she lives her life. Like one question I love asking people who aren't exercising is, what is what, everyone who you know in your life who loves exercise, what's one thing I that we can guarantee they all have in common? It's not the movement they do, it's not the food they eat, it's not the strategies they have around rest, it's not, you know, the way they exercise, it's that they prioritise health in their life. That's the thing. It's the one thing that they all share in common. And then how do we get you, like I was doing a clip the other day for my marketing for Get Up To Five, and it's kind of a controversial clip. It's that kind of the five reasons people don't join Get Up To Five. And one of them is now's not the right time. You know, you know, I know I want to get healthy and fit, but now's not the right time. You know, and, and, I, and I'm quite hard-hitting in this ad. And then the second one, the second one was I can't afford it. And and the can't afford it's a hard one to bring up because there are some people who can't afford what we offer. And I totally get that. I get that. Unfortunately, there's an aspect of community our products kind of you know at, at the cheapest 30 at the most expensive 40 dollars a week so you know i get it some people can't afford that but there's a lot of people who could afford it there's a lot of people who could afford it are using money as an excuse not to and if, if we did a budget of you know how they spend their money i guarantee they could tighten up a few things that where they're just very wasteful to invest in their health and, and when i was doing this video i said it was a bit like that with the health and fitness is that what do you think everyone in your life who has health and fitness, if you looked at their budget, do you think some of their budget would show an investment in health and fitness? Like, I know I do. I spend money on my health and fitness. And I guarantee everyone listening to this show who has health and fitness in their life spends money on their health and fitness. It might be a gym membership, it might be PTing, it might be some courses you do, it might be whatever. It's an investment. And this is that kind of prioritization. So... I wanted to share this with you, and I'm not even quite sure why I shared with this with you. Oh, yeah, I know why I shared this with you today. Is sometimes we need to hear the hard thing. Because this person has has done phenomenally well. And they know they've still got a long journey. And when you've got the problem is when you've done that much damage, you know, when you've got that much weight holding on to in your life, it's a long journey. It ain't it ain't a, a wake up. I remember another little client I had who was a bit similar, they had a big weight loss journey they had to do, and they got there, they did really well, uh, and they said, but you read the stories of the person, it just happened overnight, and unfortunately, if you're if you're 150kg, it's, it, it just doesn't happen overnight, it's a journey, and even if the weight loss surgery option, it's still, you know, weight loss surgery is still a year to 18 month journey, two years, you know, it's a long journey, it's not like it just it happens overnight, unfortunately, if you've got damage or, or change, it's, going to take a while it's going to take a while but what what I'm really proud of my client is my hard conversation with this person was a hard thing to do and it came from love and caring it really did I I, I, I had to say it but awesome awesomely for this person it, it triggered and sometimes in life we need to trigger sometimes in life we need to trigger and so if if you're listening to this and you need the trigger, maybe maybe uh, you know, maybe it is that thing of what happens if you don't change this area? And because it's often the trigger can be a lead for change. And and what's been really awesome, my client, is that it's the trigger hasn't just been, you know, she's not the smoker who gets told you're gonna die if you don't smoke but keeps on smoking. She's created the change. And it's so cool because I talked about how this person's evolved so much as a person, and this was always 
it's kind of the last piece of the puzzle we hadn't really cracked but it seems like we've cracked that now and so now our conversation just goes into this evolution of a really evolved person um and that's really exciting stuff so just want to share there guys with you guys i'm not i'm not into the main gist of the show i might even know and do one comment here today i'm not quite sure uh before i do i just want to say a massive thank you to the patrons of the show i've got to be honest the patrons are such an important part of the show because it keeps me doing what i'm doing and i actually have a new patron of the show a lovely lady i know called carissa crow now carissa is a lady who i've known for years because she used to come to the gym uh and how would i describe carissa she is just a person who kind of the person you want in your life because she's a beautiful soul she's got a really she's always smiling i love a smiler a smiler isn't a you know what is attractiveness a smiler is an attractive thing to me um and you can just tell she's just got a really caring attitude now when one thing i know carissa from was when my daughter was very young she did dance classes and she did dance classes at a club that carissa was a big part i don't know what Chris's role was but it was a massive part of that club and so when it came to finding Chris's nickname if you don't know when you become a patron of my podcast you get a cool nickname and so when Carissa came I saw that she became a patron and first of all Chris thank you for becoming a patron I thought to myself I need to give her a dancing nickname and now I could go dancing queen but I want to go dancing machine so Carissa Crow you are the dancing machine and and Carissa often when I put stuff on like Instagram and stuff like that she's very complimentary of my work so thank you so much for the support of the kind of message I'm trying to get out there Carissa and also just obviously for your financial support of this show uh, other people who are patrons of the show are also uh, we've got who we've got here Powell the mystery with Karina lifting higher Hirschman we've got Rosa deeper level Scott we've got Scott uh, Lead Belly McMillan and Charlotte Bell. These are all amazing patrons of the show. If you want to become a patron of the show, just go to Bevan James Oz, click on podcast, click on support me, and then uh, go through the Patreon process. And what you do is you just donate a little bit of your hard money each time I release a podcast. Uh, for those people who are patrons, thank you so much. You, you really understand how much your support means to me. Thank you very much. Anyway, let's get into the main gist of today's show. I was having a session with a client the other day and we were kind of, this person's in a place where there's someone who spends a lot of time self-assessing themselves and they've got a really good self-awareness of where they are in their life and what they're trying to achieve. Um, But also they're a kind of person who sometimes probably gets a little bit distracted uh, because there's so many things they want to achieve and and there's so many opportunities in front of them and and they're a really kind of high-level person so they've got lots of opportunities in front of them and, and they're kind of, uh, wanted to work with me because they wanted to kind of just get a sense of focus, purpose and kind of a narrow direction, not narrow in a bad way but kind of you know just instead of trying to do a hundred things just do three things really well kind of stuff and we're kind of working together and we're kind of figuring out what, what their kind of passions are and kind of what their kind of goals are and stuff like that and, and this person's, it was you know I've only just started working with this person but I did know this person before the fact and this person is the kind of person who, uh, again, has done a lot of self-assessment. So, you know, a lot of when I first start working with some people, it's you're trying to help them create self-awareness. So, you know, for somebody who's maybe not so self-aware, your first part of the journey is just to help them create some self-awareness. So we can kind of figure out how we can progress you forward from there. Because if we don't have self-awareness, how you know, 
how do we make sure you're going down that right path moving moving forward? And this person uh, had amazing self-awareness. So they kind of came to the first session and I was like, wow, they, well, half my work's already done. Well, 90% of my work's really done. And so it's, it's quite a fun working with this person because they are so evolved already. But we're kind of figuring out where they want to move moving forward. And one thing we started talking about, which I kind of never done before, and, and it's made me think, about this. So one thing, I'm kind of just thinking off the top of my head here, but, uh, you know, so this person kind of knows their values. This person kind of knows the areas they're passionate about in life. Uh, they didn't necessarily always know their mission. Uh, and so, or, or the, oh, we could say goal or uh, ambition. We, we end up using the word ambition with this person. You know, so they're in their career and they're very successful in their career. Um, but they don't necessarily have a clear ambition of what or where they want their career to go. And this person is someone who's going to have, have, have achieved some big things in their career. So we kind of, instead of saying a goal, and, and we might even have a goal because a goal is probably a stepping stone towards the ambition, but it's that kind of, at the end of this career, what would be the ultimate thing? You know, what do you want your legacy to be? And where are you right now? And kind of how do we get you there? So it's a kind of an ambition question. Um, but one thing we talked about, which I often don't talk about, and I've never really talked about, well, I'm sometimes talked about, but is what's the lived experience you want to have day to day in your life? What's the lived experience you want to have day to day in your life? And when we kind of dug a little bit deeper into this, we talked about the different states that you want to experience in your day to day life. So this person here, is uh, we talk, this person's an amazing musician, uh, but music's kind of a hobby thing in their life. And uh, so again, music is something that maybe hasn't been majorly prioritized. They kind of sometimes put some time to it, but they do want to devote a bit more time to it and get most out of it. Now, we could talk about the ambition, and we did talk about the ambition, and I can't remember what this person's ambition is, but let's just say their ambition is to record five songs just as a hobby. So it's not necessarily to be a rock star, but their ambition is to have five songs recorded that they've done themselves. So that's kind of the ambition, and then we could do like a pathway, a goal plan to get there. Okay, well, first of all, you need to. your first goal is to learn how to do engineering. Your second goal is to write some words and so on. So there's the, there's the outcome, the ambition, there's the plan, the goal, the pathway. But one thing we started to talk about was when you sit down to do music in your week, so let's say they play in three hours of music in the week, what's the emotional state you want to be in when you play music? What's the emotional state you want to be in when you play music? Now, actually, what I'm going to do, because I think they've actually come back to me with their answers, so let me, let me just pull up their little notes here. And here they are. Okay, so... The state that they came up with to immerse and lose track of time, disconnect from my world, exploring new skills. So I imagine it's this new skills is to feel that stretch of uncomfortable. Then that's a really interesting answer, isn't it? Okay, so okay, so you think about that. That's such a great answer. I love it because when you think about this, you know, when, when we when we often set goals and we set growth and we set where we want to be, it's it's, it's often outcome based and it, or process driven, um, or the end point we want to experience. I want to feel the joy of running across the finish line in a race. But often we don't talk about state enough, 
And you can see that, you know, the, the purpose, and I, let's just say, the, I can't remember the ambition, but let's just say the ambition was to write five songs, you know, as a hobby thing. Um, but the state they want to get into is to immerse themselves and lose track of time, disconnect from their world and explore new skills. And I'm going to say, I would say exploring new skills is that kind of sense of um, stretching through learning. That's the state that they want there. Now, that's a really interesting thing to think about, isn't it? Because if you think about your lived experience and you think about your day-to-day life and you were to say to yourself, what states do I want to get to in my day-to-day life? That's a different way of looking at life, isn't it? And I think of myself. So, you know, my, my day is filled up with exercise, music, business, human connection, and I try to put a bit of growth in there. So it might be through like some learning or stuff like that. So, so these are the kind of things I like to do in my day. And, and you know, when you look at me, those are my passions. People, fitness, music. You know, those are my passions. So those are, the, those are the things I like to do. But what states do I like to get into? Well, when I'm exercising, the state I like to get into is an emotionally charged place where I'm uncomfortable but feeling empowered. I say it again, an emotionally charged place where I'm uncomfortable but feeling empowered. That's that's what I love that, and also probably, and that's my personal exercise experience. When I'm with teaching fitness to other people, it's an emotional place where I'm connected to others, where we can escape together, or so escape and express together. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I can't remember what I said for the first one, but the first one is that um, emotionally empowered, where I'm struggling but feeling empowered. Yeah, something like that. Now, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because when I think about running, and I think of two experiences of the runs, because we're in lockdown in New Zealand right now, so I've been doing a lot more running in the last couple of weeks. Um, And I went for a run the other night, and I was really tired. It was the end of a big day, and it was just one of those days where you're just not there. And I'm good because I'll tick the box, you know, I'll get the session done, but it's, you know, like a, and it was only a 40-minute run, so it wasn't a long run for me. But I was just ticking the box, and I was just getting through it, and I made a stupid error because I listened to a podcast. And why is listening to a podcast a stupid era? And a lot of people listen to podcasts. I imagine people right now are listening to me while they're out there running or doing exercise right now. Listening to podcasts for me when I'm exercising does not get me emotionally charged. It does not get me emotionally charged. So I knew I was tired going into this run. And uh, and, and I kind of told myself it was just a survival run. It was just kind of get out and do the run. But it was also, I put a podcast on. So I gave myself a lesser chance of being emotionally charged. And then the other day I did a run where it was like an 18k run from my home and I'm very lucky because I live in a beautiful spot for running. We've got like unlimited amazing trails, you know, think off-road trails in the hills, trees, you know, beautiful views. It's, it's absolutely stunning. And and I was in a, I, I took off and I just felt, I went to that place where I was, you know, I knew I was going to be working hard for the next hour and a half. I knew I was going to be working at an uncomfortable level. I just found an amazing playlist. I was in this, you know, found, I was on my beautiful trails. I'm, I'm kind of struggling, but at the same time, I'm feeling empowered physically. And that's the state I love. And I got to the end of that run and I was just like, oh my God, this is absolutely awesome. When I think about playing music, what state do I want to get when I'm playing music? Well, when I'm playing music, I want to get to a state where I'm stretched uncomfortable, but also expressing and growing. 
it's really uncomfortable experience. you know so it's like when you're playing a piece and it's really uncomfortable but you kind of you get those breakthrough moments and then you get that moment when you get to express because you've had that breakthrough moment you know that's that's to me uh well that's on a personal level but then when i play with the band I want to feel connected with the boys in a way where we can express and do something that feels really special. You know, and, and so when I'm working, I want to, I want to problem solve. You know, and so I, I, I'm opening up doors to myself here, aren't I? But you can see how this is a different way of thinking. That not just what outcome do I want, what process do I need to do, but what emotional states do I want to be in in those activities? And if I go back to my client, what was the, the answer? Which was a brilliant answer. Their answer was to immerse and uh, to immerse and lose track of time, disconnecting from my world, exploring new skills. And again, I'm going to say that exploring new skills is kind of developing that uncomfortable place of growth. Now, this is a really fascinating way of having your lived experience. Because if you were to wake up tomorrow morning and go, okay, what do I want to do? Okay, I want to exercise. But instead goes, what emotional states do I want to get to today? That's a different place. Like think about with your, the people in your life. And if you're in a relationship, it could be your partner or your kids. Um, or if you're just single, with your friends. What emotional state do you want to be in with those people in your life? Like I think about Joe, I want to feel a deep sense of connection, belonging, trust, and enjoyment. You know that that's what I want, that's the state I want to be with my wife. Now we all know in relationships we're going to get to that place where we're just sitting next to each other, watching TV. You're there, you're present, but are you in that place that I talked about there? Now it's interesting because I've been thinking about it slightly and, and we have, we, in our lounge we have two couches so we have Joe's couch and Bevan's couch um, and so at night time we often just go to you know, sit on our couches and recently I've just been making sure I sit next to her on her couch and you know we touch, we, we hug, she scratches my head, I love it, <laughs> you know, we have, it, it's, it's a state I like, it's a state I want in my life and as you start to think of your lived experience and you start to think of your states, well, well let's be quite practical about this. The first thing to think about is, in the areas in your life that are important to you, what states do you want to be in? For me, with exercise, when I'm running by myself, it's that be in that place of emotionally driven or emotionally high and uncomfortable place where I feel empowered. With group fitness, it's to feel a emotionally driven place that's connected where we all belong one and break through at different levels and express. You know, it's the, you know, so. The, so as first thing, and maybe maybe it's a bit of homework for you. And you know me, I love giving you a bit of homework like I do with my clients. I want you to write down three areas of your life that you, your lived experience is important to you. So for me, it's going to be exercise, music, work. You know, there's three areas of my life. People, four areas. What's the emotional state you best want to experience in those areas? What's the emotional state you best want to experience? So I've given some examples for me. What are those for you? What are those for you? Then once you've done that, your next job is to learn how can I put myself in those state? And ideally, how can I do that more often? So how can I get to a place where I can, you know, like I think of a top athlete, you know, the top athlete has the ability to continuously perform at the highest level. 
you know, we have different types of athletes. We have athletes who never perform. We have people who kind of have the occasional good performance, but then you get that rock star. Like in triathlon right now, there's there's two athletes, Daniela Reef and Fred, Jan Fredino, the kind of two long course legends right now. They just deliver pretty much every time. And they've done it for a long time. So they know how to get to that place where they can deliver. And it's almost like, what are the things that you need to do to be able to do that in the areas you've identified? So, so you've identified three areas. You've thought about the three states you want to get in in those areas. But then you want to do, then you want to identify how do you create the ability to go to that state? How do you create the ability to go to that state? And not just go to it once, but consistently go to it. So for me, my example is... Um, you know, when I go running, choose beautiful locations, emotional music, um, and try to get myself to a level where I'm struggling but empowered. And there's one thing I don't do is I don't tend to train with other people in my own exercise. And it's partly just because I'm often the leader of groups when I'm taking exercise. So, like, you know, I don't ever really run with people. But, I, but if I, you know, really, I probably should. Because if I can find a similar level of people to push me along that would really help me get even more of that. You know, and it helps to set up those conditions, doesn't it? You know, and so what you're trying to think about is in the areas that you've identified, you you want to think about how can I get to that state? So let's, okay, so, so let's go back to you doing this as a homework. Okay, so there are three areas, the states you love to be in the most in those areas, and what could you do to increase your chance of being able to get to that state? Now, then what you want to do is you want to practice that. So, for example, for me to go for a run, okay, if I want to get to a place where it's emotionally driven, um, uncomfortable, but empowered, okay, well, okay, I'm going to choose this playlist. I'm going to uh, choose good, great con- conditions. I'm going to do some mental prep because I know I need to go to a place where I'm a little bit stretched. So before I go for the run, I'm going to make sure I make sure I spend that time kind of visualizing and self-talking and, and kind of feeling the intensity I'm going to do on that run. Um, I maybe have to get someone else to go running with me as a similar ability and so on and so on. So you can kind of see how me doing that kind of stuff would increase my chances of getting to that state. So for you in the areas that you've identified, what would be the things that you need to do to, have to get to that place? Because to me, this is the most important aspect of it is, is that you actually need the ability to set up how I get into that state. Because really what we want to do is we want to live in those states as often as we can in our life. And that's why I called to, you know, I think I called today's podcast, How to Get the Most Out of Your Lived Experience. Because really, if you can learn the states you want to be in, in the different areas of your life, and you have the ability to consciously put yourself in those states, then... Wow, what a wicked day-to-day life you're going to have. And that's what we want. That's what we want for you. So I'm going to call this the end of today's show. I was going to do another segment, but I'm already up to 40 minutes. So I'm going to kind of make this the main gist of the show. I really want you to do some self-assessment around this. And and probably, probably actually, there's one more thing I'm going to talk about is look out for when you're working against your state. So let's say you do this really well and you're, um, you know, after a few weeks you've just figured out, okay, you're in, in music, people and fitness or whatever those three areas are for you, career, learning, exercise, whatever, social, you know, whatever they are. Once you've figured out your three or, and you've, you know, figured out how you get them, you practice a few times, 
be aware of when you do things that actually work against you going into your state. So the example I shared earlier, which works really well for me, is listening to a podcast when I exercise. Listening to a podcast when I exercise does not take me to an emotional place. The thing about me with music is when I exercise, if the right song happens, I just run faster. Like if if I'm wearing like a device which records my heart rate or my pace, and I'm not even really aware of it, let's say I've just got my watch on, my GPS watch on when I'm out for a run, and, and I find music, like if I go from a podcast to music, if you go and look at my stats after the run, I end up running faster. Music just brings out a higher level with me. So for me to choose a podcast when I go for a run, and that's the example I talked about earlier, is that I knew I was tired, and for some reason I knew I was tired, I thought I'd just listen to a podcast to get me through it, but actually, listening to a podcast made my state worse. I went to a just survive state, not a thrive state. And really, realistically, what I should have done is put my favourite music on in that, which I don't know if I ever would have been a great run, but it probably would have been a more emotionally driven run because of that reason. And so once you've understood what those things you do to help you get to the state you like in the different areas, start to learn when you are working against yourself and going to those states. The, the classic example is, you know, just about me and Joe sitting next to each other on the couch at night. There's that little bit of nice connection that we're having. Well, the, the bad, can, you know, maybe it be that I just go sit on my own couch again. Now that's me choosing the wrong state because I want that connection with my wife. So... Learn when you're going against it. And then ultimately, you want to be consistent with thinking about how I live in these states. Because if you can be consistent with them, again, you're just your daily lived experience is going to be amazing. And, and probably actually the last point, I keep adding points, that's what I do, is evolve it. Like, how do you make it better? Like, seriously, like, how do you make it better? How do you make that emotional state even better as you grow forward with it? Because I guarantee if, if you do this work now and you kind of figure out, okay, here's where I, how I get to this state, what does it look like in three years from now if you keep just, just, just keep asking yourself, is there things I can do to tweak this even more? You know? It's one of the reasons I do my, um, you know, I've talked about this on the show, but I do the half, is, half my run is new music, half my run is old music I already know. And the reason that half my run is, is partly because I learned that people don't listen to music, but, but also when I find a new song I love, you know, like the thing about music is the song you're familiar with it will always deliver. But it doesn't beat when you find a new song you love. It doesn't. Like I think of right now, I've just found a new song by Ben. I'll, I'll tell you my new favourite song. My new favourite song is a song, I'm just pulling up Spotify right now. Let me pull up my Spotify. My new favourite song is by an Australian band and it's called, they are called, here he is, right now. Uh, they're a band called, oh, Spotify just gave me an ad. Bugger off, I don't want your ad. Uh, the Angel of Eighth Ave by Gangs of Youth. Now, it's an amazing song to run to. And my, my, I've got it in my favourite song list for running. I've got a list called Fast Running. Now, Fast Running has got some of my favourite songs of all time on them. And I love it when those songs pop up. But when that song comes up, because it's a new song, it's way much better than even my songs I love because it's just that new buzz. And that's, that's another thing that I did that's evolved my process of getting to a higher state. And that's what you want to think about as well. So how do you evolve that getting to a higher state within this? So to wrap it up and think about this and think about yourself is what states, well, probably first question to ask is what states are you currently living in in your life? Are they they fulfilling? 
Do you want more out of them? And then as you think about this, identify three areas where you want to work on your states. And once you've worked on those three areas, what are the things that you can do to influence you getting to that state? How do you consistently do those things? And then how do you make sure you don't fall back? And then how do you evolve it? I guarantee if you do this, you're just going to have a better life. Your day-to-day lived experience is going to be absolutely phenomenal. So practice it, do it, maybe let me know how you get along, and uh, yeah, it'll be fascinating to see. Rightio team, that's the main part of today's show done and dusted. I was, I was going to do another subject, but I'll save it to the next Bevan show, um, because yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I just kind of, you know me, <laughs> I'm going to go on at times. Uh, jeepers creepers, what do I say? Uh, first of all, I've got a really great interview coming up in the next episode, seriously, I've already done it. Um, it was phenomenal. It was a pretty special interview. Uh I'll, I'll talk about it next episode, but it's by a very, very inspirational person. Uh, yeah, be, be excited about the next episode coming up. Uh, also, if you want to support the show, please go to Bevan James Isles, go support um, podcast, support me, Patreon process. It really just does help. Secondly, I am... Uh, if you want to also support the show going on a podcatcher putting some feedback on is another way you can do that uh, and also just spread the word friends, family, anyone uh, you can also get my uh, one of my video clips keep active with bevan.co.nz and you can get links to that and just uh, get those updated every week as well a bit of that um, my book it's coming out in about April, March it's kind of with the editor right now I'm kind of I'm making a course that sits alongside it so I'm putting a lot of work into that right now so it's all go in my world but anyway I'm pretty much going to do it here so hopefully you guys are surviving well if you're in New Zealand I know you're still in lockdown so fingers crossed you know we get out of lockdown pretty soon and we get that next stage of this whole COVID experience um look after yourselves and as I always say keep being you